DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time to bring in Craig Bolajak, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, brought to you by the University of Utah Health. Trusted healthcare provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. And Bowler, you're not just the voice of the Jazz. You are a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and you were back in the Super Bowl. And I imagine <laughs> when you're not calling Jazz games, you think about that a good chunk of the time. Yeah, I'm, I'm reading up as much as I can. Uh, of course, uh, Kelsey, Tyreek, Patrick Mahomes, uh, they've got a lot of weapons there. I'm, I'm excited to see how this turns out with uh, the legend and one Tom Brady. Um, you know, it's an amazing story for him to, to jump from the Patriots and in one year bring uh, the Buccaneers to a Super Bowl. But uh, that's what they brought him down to do, right? Um, it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. We're interested to see if Kansas City's got a dynasty going on. Yeah, like a little mini, a little mini two game. You know, I tell you, PK, I was thinking to myself back in the day, like with Terry Bradshaw and and the and the Steelers and how they just dominated for you know under Chuck Knoll, and then they had the Forty Nine er run with Montana and Steve Young grabbed a championship. I, I wonder if it's more difficult or still balanced in the sense of in the eyes of GMs in the National Football League to, to build a dynasty in these days uh, don't know I don't know I mean you, you, it's all about a quarterback right there's the similarities between dynasties how they have weapons to throw to and obviously uh, Mahomes has plenty uh, to to get the job done but I just wonder what what the thoughts are around the NFL about building dynasties um, I mean the Patriots did it uh, Gronk and, and Brady were so dynamic with other pieces that went with it. But, uh, God, I think it's difficult to keep everybody together for such a long period of time. So the Utah Jazz have won 10 in a row. The Utah Jazz have a half-game lead over the Lakers and a game over the Clippers. They have the best record in the NBA. We are a quarter of a way through the season. What do you know for sure, and what are you still waiting to find out? Well, we're 17 games in, and, you know, we were 18. talking about, yeah, yeah, 18 after last night. Um, wondering, you know, where, uh, you know, where they would be at 20. Well, I think we got our answer a little early, but, you know, uh, it's, it's really intriguing to watch this team. It's, um, there's very few faults uh, at this time. I mean, Joe stepped in last night into his starter role that he, he knows so well and, and didn't miss a beat. I mean, look, look great. Um, seven threes, wow. I mean, come on. It was, uh, it was a thing of beauty. But what I found out, I think, last night was the depth of this team and the, the goal they have is to, to, you know, like we're talking championships, right? I know it's early and everybody gets excited, but, you know, Sometimes groups of guys formulate a plan and they try to see it through. And, you know, I hope the Jazz uh, and Jazz fans can ride through this and we'll see where it takes uh, takes everybody. But right now you have to be pretty excited that without Donovan and D saves last night, that the depth of this team was, was on display and multiple guys can do some great things. Gobert was, was you know, a 2020 uh, was was a thing of beauty and you know Jordan Clarkson's play continues to uh just put you in kind of this uh, state of shock because of just how dynamic the guy is playing 
and keeps the dribble alive. Uh, he finds seams and scores, but the energy they play with, the confidence they play with, I think just, again, uh, the team concept of playing on the floor together seems to be uh, it's a hard combination to be right now, no doubt. So go back a couple of weeks, they lose the two ball games in New York, and we're thinking, oh, they got to go to Milwaukee. This could be a three-game losing streak. It'll be 500 or maybe even below. Well, then the exact opposite happens, and they don't lose. If you had to put your finger on one or two things that have been the difference, what are they? Well, PK, I think, you know, everyone keeps saying the same thing. When you ask that question to Conley, to Gobert, to Donovan, it was that one speech where, you know, we've got to find out, you know, really who we are, who we want to be. Well, they decided, you know, play some defense consistently. I mean, it was spotty. It was good at times, but not not a consistent flow. And, look, there's going to be runs in the NBA, as we know. But I think that's where you have the starting point is, is they there's been nights – you know, where they still need to be more physical, and they've been starting to do that more and more and and showing more, you know, confidence. But Conley said it best the other day on Zoom was, you know, for him, I guess, is the best way, and I think it reflects on the rest of the team. But, again, last year he was, you know, kind of lost, didn't trust, uh, having to know that Gobert was truly behind him, uh, that he didn't have to overplay on defense and, I was looking again last night, just the rotations, they're able to, you know, uh, just play off each other and the help defense and the rotation on on defense, they know where to be. And I think that's one thing Dennis Lindsay, uh, you know, talked about at the very beginning of the season. They didn't make a lot of change because of COVID for one. And they didn't, they knew they had a, a good core and they brought favors in who already knew uh, how to play in the Quinn Snyder system, and they thought they could just kind of pick it up and be ahead of the game. Well, they're a, they are ahead of the game right now among most teams in the league, but what we're watching, too, is they added a three-point shot, DK and DJ, and they have five five players that are jumping over the 40% mark, and Quinn Snyder has given them the ultra-green light to put them up, 42 a game. And, you know, I didn't think I'd see that uh, in in – the, the Quinn Snyder era, but it's here and it's way it's the way of the NBA and the Jazz just have the shooters and the defense to make it work and they're proving that in the numbers around the league, both on the offense and defensive side of the ball. So the balance, DK, to answer your question, I think it's balance on both sides of the ball that has really put the Jazz on, on top in the NBA. So Denver's won five in a row. Do you think that uh, that game Sunday, that they, they have kind of joined the big three atop the West, whatever they were going through early in the year, and we should really circle that game Sunday? Yeah, I'm excited to see it. It's an early one, but, hey, two weeks ago the Jazz, you know, had uh, – they, they couldn't stop Jamal Murray, and the guy's special. I mean, or, or let's just say he has a way of, of playing against the Jazz, like an Austin Rivers or, uh, you know – uh, the, there's some players that just like playing against the Jazz. The, the matchups just work. But no, Jokic is is a special big with three point ability, and now they're starting to kind of figure things out without Torrey Craig and uh, Jamal. So uh, you know, five straight wins in this league is, is hard to do. Make it ten, and that's even more impressive. Uh, it's the NBA. There's good teams out there and and great players, but to win ten uh, is uh, is is special. They they beat good teams along the way. Milwaukee for one, the Clippers. Um, Dallas is supposed to be a team 
uh, that a lot of people are hanging their hat on. But I thought the Jazz just, you know, looked more energized, more physical last night, and they just looked more confident along the way. Yeah, I wanted to touch on that more physical because it seemed like in getting that deficit that the Jazz had, the Knicks were a little physical with them early in the game, and obviously the Jazz responded in the second half and, and won going away. Do you see that as a potential tactic that teams might use to try to get in the faces of these guys more? Yeah, I do, PK. I think it's it's a great point. Um, look, the second half was a totally flip from what we saw in the first. Uh, the Jazz got bullied, got pushed around, and I think teams will say, look, Let's see how they react, and uh, how do you, you know, if you bump them off the three-point line, um, you know, that's another issue. Can they fight through, uh, you know, picks? How physical do they want to be? And, you know, the Jazz, I guess, were challenged at halftime. Don't know what happened in the locker room, but they came out with a totally different approach uh, to the Knicks and really kind of played their game. Uh, I mean, the Knicks game. They said, all right, you want to be physical? We'll be physical back. And they shut them down. I mean, a 35-point second half after really kind of wondering if the streak was going to be over PK but no I, I I think Quinn challenges them all the time about the physicality of this game uh you know Rudy last night looked to stand his ground um you know Mike Conley has been fighting through uh picks Royce O'Neal I think is part of this you know this as well is that he's been given that chore man to take on some of the toughest uh you know players in the league on a nightly basis and you know he's trying to stand to the challenge but I do like the fact that he you know puts a chest on a guy bumps him around tries to push him off the spot and the same with Clarkson despite his size PK um, I think he's a tough nut I really do the guy just is a baller a player and doesn't like to back down to anybody and sometimes a player like that as you guys know players follow and it just sets the tempo for the rest of the night and you know, I think that's part of the equation during this 10-game win streak, too. It hasn't been consistent, but it's been there at times, which is, uh, you know, played into the Jazz hands. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that it's just an absolute lock. They're going to see more physical play because there just aren't very many teams that have the skill level so that you're going to want to play, for lack of a better word, a finesse game with them. I mean, the Clippers are shooting the three very well. They're leading the league, so maybe they could outshoot the Jazz. But when you can't outshoot a team you got to get into them. I mean, what, or you can just take your 20-point beating. Right, right, right. You can do one or the other. And, you know, thinking of another guy that has the ability is, is Joe, um, who has gotten into the head of Paul George a few years ago, you know, still has the snarky look and sometimes plays the mind game verbally, which uh, uh, can do the job <laughs> just, as, just as well. But, Hey, Joe played great last night, and um, he's also adjusted to his second, you know, uh, the second team role. And I just, you got to tip your hat. He may not like it, but he won't say it. But the guy last night, you know, can can jump from a starter uh, or a second unit guy and be very productive. And his three ball, by the way, uh, struggled early, but the range is there. Last night, man, thing of beauty. Thing of beauty, and to watch him work with Gobert too, there there is a connection. Let's be honest. And Favors and Joe have it as well. Ingles has the way of finding the open man. The little ball fake in, he can roll and finish with the left hand. Um, he he's just a crafty, crafty guy who is going to play as long as he wants in this league. Um, 
I thought he looked as good as he as he has all year long last night. I really did. So with Mitchell, you know, he's 24 years of age, and of the guys in the rotation, he's three years younger than everybody else. And Conley, he's nine years younger. So you see the big, bad Goliath dude in Shaq going after uh, Mitchell the way he did. You think that that brings the team a little bit more unifying, or is it overstating? Because it's sort of like, wait a second, you're picking on our little brother, and he's the best we got. Yeah. You know, PK, it's bulletin board material that anybody uses anything they can, in my opinion, to motivate. And I don't think, you know, at a professional level, I still think it's it's good to have something to tick you off, to play mad. And, you know, yeah, I think it's a little brother syndrome, a little bit, a sense of protecting the guy. Because, look, look at Ricky Rubio, what he said. Um, yeah. You know, former teammate. Uh, was very dynamic uh, on his comments on Twitter about what Donovan's done and accomplished early in his career. You know, i got to be honest, um, I don't know where those comments really came from or why, uh, but if Donovan can use them to his advantage, so be it. You know, Shaq, comments you make, you have to back them up, and then he doubled down on it, uh, is what Shaq said, so... You know, the Jazz have another TNT game uh, early in February uh, with Boston. We'll see if there's a follow-up to it. But I don't think the Jazz, at least on the surface, as you know, they don't like to talk outside the locker room much. But I'm sure inside uh, there was a lot of head scratching and uh, a little jaw drop. But i got to be honest, you know, for a guy barely four years into this league, the way he handled things was as mature as it comes. You could have He could have been set up or, you know, a little verbal confrontation there. But Donovan, I thought, handled it as well as anybody could for his age. You know, a veteran may laugh it off and go back at Shaq, but for a young guy like that, he handled, you know, a Hall of Famer as well as I, I could have expected. And I tell you, as I watched it, you know, I was just like staring into the screen for 15 minutes straight wondering, where is this going? And I don't know if we ever got the answer, but for Donovan, I thought he handled it as well as anybody could ever think. Craig Bolajak joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So uh, you look at these teams at the top of the West. Do you have them all bunched as a group of four? Do you think there's some real separation? I know Denver isn't quite there with the other three, but I'm writing that off to all the changes they've had. And it's not that they've got a bunch of great wins in this five-game win streak, but I, I expect them to be good, so I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, I guess. And I'm, I'm grouping them with the other three teams. They're not that far back. And they've been second and third the last couple of years, so why not? Um, but do you see any separation among this, this group of four? Well, I would think as we reach the 20-game mark, I think there is beginning to be separation. Uh, you know, Phoenix was supposed to be a, a hot team with Chris Paul, but they're 500. Uh, I think I, I'm still looking at Memphis surprise, San Antonio surprise, Steph Curry's ability just to lead a team. You know, they're 10-8. and eight. Um, Blazers, don't know if they'll be able to hold in at the five spot. But, I, you know, really, if you look at it, I, I think there is beginning to get the separation everybody expects. Uh, are the Jazz a surprise team? I think for some, yeah, to be on top of the West uh, over the mighty Lakers and Clippers. Um, but I would see those three uh, being at a high level. Denver could jump in, and that's where they are at number four, as you said. Uh, Dallas is a surprise. I thought the Pel- Pelicans would be better. Uh, 
Um, but look, it's still a young team led by Zion, and uh, you know the Jazz were able to to beat uh, beat you know Williamson in in this building just a few nights ago. So, you know, in the East, it's Philly, it's the Bucks, it's Indy, and uh, I, I'm thinking probably Brooklyn feels like they're in a pretty good position as they continue to to kind of um, get the chemistry with the big three there. So. Yeah, I think it's starting to separate. I really do. I mean, you're tw- nearly 20 games in on a 72-game season. And, uh, you know, the big question, can the Jazz stay healthy? And that's the way it is for the rest of the NBA. Because an injury uh, to the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, even Denver would uh, would really be difficult to overcome for a, with a mainline, streamlined player, uh, for sure. But the Jazz, I think, again, last night showed – that if you have an issue with a player, you know, and this was just one game, granted, you don't have to do it over a five- or ten-game period, but uh, there is some depth uh, with this team, and they didn't seem to miss a beat. They did not miss a beat last night. No, they certainly didn't. So I'm sort of wondering, what do you think they can get from Mitchell? (laughs) What was it last, yesterday afternoon, somebody said, hey, if they win, everyone's going to say, let's just move Donovan. I thought, good grief. Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's just the way it is in this in this world, right? It's uh, what ifs, what ifs. Let me look at the trade. What is that? Uh, the trade tracker? No. Hey, Donovan Mitchell's going nowhere. I love his game. Look, he's growing leaps and bounds. And plus, DJ PK, you don't get a player that has leadership ability and the ability to to um, uh, be a locker room presence like Donovan Mitchell at the age of 24 with still the level he's not reached yet of of his heights of his career look Shaq wants him to you know have 10 assists or 10 rebounds a game try to take one away from Royce O'Neal Derek Favors or Rudy Gobert Um, and he is very conscious by the way of getting his teammates involved Uh, Joe does the same thing Conley is having a terrific year with dishing out assists as well. I think in 14 years, I don't know how you guys think, but I, I never thought a player could get better, you know, as an as an older vet. But I think Mike Conley fits that description very well. Um, he gets it. He's learning, he, and he's open to it. A lot of times you shut yourself, yourself, yourself off, you know, after being a, a long-time, you know, NBA pro or NFL pro or in the, uh, in the world of baseball, whatever it may be. But the guy's coachable, and he's been able to change his game, and uh, he's uh, – it's reflecting right now how well he's playing. He's been a real constant in this 10-game run. Well, you can talk about veterans with the Jazz, but I know when your attention turns to the NFL, you're automatically going to fall in, li- fall in line behind the young guy. Well, right now I am. Yeah, young guy's <laughs> pretty good. You know, Mahomes, I mean, look what he's done. And, you know, you look at Donovan, who hopes to gain that type of, of uh, I guess, the award status, but I don't think for Donovan, everyone always says, look, it's not about the awards, it's about the ultimate win. And, you know, if you win titles, everything else is good, right? It takes care of itself. But, you know, obviously, Mahomes has had personal accolades on top of a Super Bowl championship, and to win two would be outrageous at his age. And, you know, just comparing the two, I think they both have a lot of leadership qualities of the same nature. You just have to get a title. Uh, And if that comes, great. If not, other accolades will follow, but ask John and Carl. I mean, they were there twice, and a guy named Jordan was able to to, uh, to to win. But, man, it's fun watching the growth, and it's fun watching this team try to reach the highest of levels against 
some of the best players in the world, all the best players in the world, and a guy named LeBron who is like a Jordan uh, who still has the ability at his age, PK, DJ, to play at a high level. Uh, he's 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 outrunning Father Time right now, and you know he's he's <laughs> when I watch him play, he doesn't look 35, and his attitude is still of one to to go out and dominate. You got to tip your hat to that. I know Jazz fans not in love with the guy, and I can get it uh, because he's had great success. But the Lakers are tough, the Clippers are going to be tough, and the Jazz are proving they're just uh, trying to be just as tough. But it's a that next level is so difficult, and maybe the Jazz are inching into that. And maybe to feel what it's like to be a Western Conference leader nearly 20 games in may be something they like and that they want to stay at that level. So we'll, we'll ride along with them. Bowler, thanks for the time. As always, we'll, uh, we'll see you on the next game. Thanks, guys. Good, good to talk. Take care. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, and he joins us every week. It is brought to you by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. 16 neighborhood health centers. U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. When we come back, everything you missed in this show in one segment. Stay with us.